You're listening to the Australian Water Association podcast series. My name is Joe Taranto and joining me is Chris Chesterfield, Director of Strategic Engagement at the Cooperative Research Centre for Water Sensitive Cities. And we're discussing guiding integrated urban and water planning. Welcome, Chris. Thanks, Joe. Now, Chris, you've had about 30 years in the water industry in in Mm. different capacities. Can you tell us about some of the agencies that you've worked with in that time? Ah, yeah, Joe. I I, uh, started off as a graduate in the Department of Water Resources in Victoria, which was a policy and planning agency, and uh, then moved into what was Melbourne Parks and Waterways, became Parks Victoria and then uh, Melbourne Water and I guess that most of that career has been uh, in waterways, stormwater um, and floodplain management rather than the water supply and sewerage side of things but um, I ended up as a general manager at, at, uh, at Melbourne Water and I um, was also the, the founding CEO of the Office of Living Victoria which was an initiative of the coalition uh, government when they uh, came to power in 2010 and it had a, um, a it was a, an initiative to undertake significant reform in the way we managed water particularly urban water in our cities and focusing on how water could make our cities more livable. And so you've been part of the CRC for water sensitive cities now can you tell us a little bit about the vision and mission? The CRC for water sensitive cities started in 2012. Um, it's a, a, a research institution that's got multiple industry partners, over 80 industry partners and a number of uh, tertiary institutions including University of Queensland, University of Western Australia and uh, Monash University where I'm based. And our vision is that Australian cities um, will manage water to make them uh, more livable, resilient, um, pr- productive uh, and sustainable. And I guess the way we, um, we're assisting that, we're helping cities to make that transition to um, what we call more, uh, more water sensitive practices is by generating knowledge through research, synthesising that knowledge into products and tools that industry can use and influencing um, policy and decision making in Australia about urban water management. So why then is a focus on urban planning so important, do you think, in the current climate? Well, what we've found working across Australian cities and particularly engaging with our industry partners about what their needs are is that that there's a significant gap um, between the policy aspirations we have for our cities in terms of um, livability and uh, quality of environment and so on and the outcomes we're achieving on the ground through urban development and urban growth. So I guess the the key way our cities uh, change is through uh, the urban form and built form, the investment we put into uh, new urban areas and renewing existing urban areas and while we have these aspirations for them to be more sustainable and livable we seem to be stuck in a you know in a business as usual approach where we just keep repeating um, very similar urban forms that aren't necessarily achieving those aspirations so key focus with the project I'm working on at the moment is to better understand what are those barriers 
to um, more innovative um, water servicing solutions for urban growth and urban redevelopment. Um, and how can we better enable, or how can we create a more enabling um, environment for innovation? How can, how can we assist our practitioners to be more effective in delivering those, those sort of water sensitive outcomes for urban development? And so the project that you've just mentioned there is to to review some case studies, is that right? Is that part yeah, of what part, you've been doing? I guess there's a couple of parts to the research. So one is we're looking at um, international and national experience in this area and the literature and what research has been undertaken and what we can learn from that. So what is regarded as leading practice in urban development and particularly in delivering water services? Uh, can in you mention some of the, the ones that you think are leading the way? Well, we're at the early days of, of that, <laughs> but I guess, I guess there are... There are probably not cities that are doing this in a business as usual way. So there are particular projects and precincts where you can see examples of that, but translating those, what you might call demonstrations or early examples into that becoming a business as usual approach. I don't know whether you see that in many cities sure. in the world. Singapore's often the city that's held sure. up as yeah. the leading example, if you like, of the water sensitive city. You know, interestingly, Singapore um, many of the Singapore leaders came to Australia probably 15, 16 years ago or so because some Australian cities were leading practitioners of things like water sensitive urban design. They looked at what we were doing here and they've gone back there and they've probably leapfrogged us in <laughs> many respects. But it's a very different system, mm. uh, governance and, uh, and institutional system there. Sure. But we've got great examples, you know, f uh, projects underway like Fisherman's Bend in Melbourne, which is the you know, biggest renewal project going on in the country at the moment, mm -hmm. which has got uh, really significant um, innovations that are um, going to be incorporated into that development over the next 20 years or so. The research that you're doing, the case studies, are leading to, I guess, a, a pilot framework. A framework, yeah, yeah. So we're... What's the purpose of having a new framework? Well, what we've found is that there is very little guidance to practitioners at the moment on how to deliver water-sensitive outcomes or innovations through urban development. And we're thinking that maybe the pathway from a vision to on-ground delivery could be captured within some sort of framework and at the moment we've got a framework, a prototype framework, it's got a number of different elements to it and we're talking about there being different levels of practice associated with those um, different elements like how do you set up collaborative governance, how do you look at and evaluate different development scenarios and servicing options and what level of practice is appropriate to the level of innovation that you're trying to achieve. So, you know, for example, collaboration can vary all the way from just, we're just trying to coordinate the activities of a few agencies through to a very formal collaborative mechanism like a development authority or a task force, which can actually be legislated and agencies can be required to be part of it and be um, required to implement the outcomes of the, you know, of the planning. So I guess we're We've developed a bit of a prototype framework at the moment and the case studies are about now trying to test that in the real world situation with different cities and different uh, development types at different scales. Well, it certainly sounds like an exciting time and um, going to be shaking up business as usual, I think. Where can um, people find the, the prototype framework? Oh yeah, good question. So the CRC website is the probably the, the best and easiest place to go. Um, it should be fairly easy to navigate to 
um, this project, Integrated Urban Water Planning, and um, find more details about it. And if uh, people are interested in getting involved, finding out more, they can also contact me directly via that, that website. We've been talking to Chris Chesterfield, Director of Strategic Engagement at the Cooperative Research Centre for Water Sensitive Cities. Thanks for your time, Chris. Thanks, Jo.